Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms. Our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio here in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, with one of my favorite guests in the whole wide world, the great, great (laughs) Hall of Fame turf writer, Steve Haskin, is joining us by phone. Steve, it's lovely to have you back with us. Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's great, great to be here. Good. I I, I I appreciate, I appreciate the two greats. (laughs) Two greats. Um, uh, I guess you're not popping out for dinner or anything, right? <laughs> uh, no, I might not be popping out uh, anywhere for uh, for anything for quite a while. Oh, as most people, uh, as most people are are staying within the confines of their home, the, the safe confines of their home. I know, and you know, it is it is crazy. I remember saying, "Wow, I'm so glad 2019 is over because it was such a nutty, weird, crazy year." And I think that 2020 must have heard me say that because they're trying to outdo 2019 with all this uh, uh, that's going on. And uh, certainly in the last couple of months, seems like, uh, you know, it's really hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. And um, we all know what that is that hit. Yes. So, and especially considering the fact that you can't get toilet paper. <laughs> No, I know that was actually. You know, if, if you know anybody that has any extra toilet paper, I'll give you my address. <laughs> well, you know the crazy thing is, I think there are people on eBay and uh, and other sites like that selling it for like forty five dollars a roll, and I think they're calling it rolled gold. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's very important to Americans to have toilet paper. So, um, the, apparently, yeah, it, 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 it does help in the uh, in the everyday affairs of one (laughs) if you if you've been trail riding on horseback your entire life you're used to finding safe leaves you know (laughs) that's that's true except except, you know i'm from i'm from brooklyn i'm 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 a brooklyn new york jew we don't we don't know what it is to rough it No, apparently you know, not. Let's put it this way. Roughing it for us is not having our normal brand of toilet paper, never mind using leaves. I see. <laughs> Dear me. So how are things up there? Are you, um, are you well, on curfew? It's, it's, I know a lot of people uh, are. Unfortunately, every day we're finding out, you know, 100 new cases in New Jersey. Or another night, you know, I mean, it's, it keeps climbing every day. So I don't know when the end is going to start uh, showing itself. I no. mean, it just seems it's just keeps getting worse any anybody in your close circle friends or family affected uh, well obviously affected we're all affected but um infected perhaps uh, might be the right no so far uh, so far so good that's good that's that's good well we'll continue hope you know, hope for the best what, what about down there is it uh, i haven't heard much uh, down we like don't have Florida. a single diagnosed case currently wow. in ocala marion county we have about 300 diagnosed cases in the entire state of Florida, the majority of which at this moment um, appear to be down south in Broward, uh, Broward County, also in the Tampa yeah. area. There are some cases 
um, but we seem at the moment, Alachua County just north of us and Citrus County just south of us have had a case or so each, but currently Ocalamarian County does not have one single diagnosed case. I'm, I'm not making light at all of this for people who are suffering or have family members and friends who are sick um, or who have very sadly lost their lives, but we seem to have, we must, horses must make you immune or something. Because maybe it's the manure. Maybe it is. Well, you know, there are there are 350,000 of us, but we're spread across such a huge county, and yeah. we are well spaced out. We are not very crowded up, except in you know restaurants and grocery stores, which of course people are now limiting that a lot, spending a lot less time and 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 distancing themselves. So, I think that for the majority, you know, this county is very well spread out, and I think that's a that probably is a benefit in, in, you know, it's not if you have to Uber home, but it is if, um, you know, in cases like this, I think that we will see less cases than perhaps areas where people live in much closer proximity to one another. You know, we, yep. don't, we don't do that. So, um, and we've got a lot of horse owners that stay on their farms and you can hardly even get them to come to a meeting or anything because they just want to be at the oh, barn. Sure. So I think well, that a, well, a lot of know, us. Our, restaurant, we, our restaurants are closed. We, you, can't, you, can't even, you can't even go to a restaurant now. You can get, you can get takeout, but, you, but most of the restaurants have closed down. Gosh, it makes you wonder what is going to happen to the economy. It's, a, it's very, very concerning. You know, we're obviously all very concerned about it. And hoping, I know. Everything's hoping for suffering. the best. It certainly is. Well, that's why, that's why the, one bright, uh, the one bright light is the fact that at least the, the, uh, the, the racetracks are running w w without... You know, without fans, which is great because even though there's no derby, you still got all the preps. I mean, the Louisiana Derby, and then you got and the uh, Florida Derby, and then you got the Arkansas Derby, and you got the Wood Memorial and the Sanita Derby. Right now, they're all a go, and you, you know they just announced that there's going to be an awful lot of TV coverage. You know, it's the only game in town, right. so there's an there's a, lo a lot of TV coverage this weekend. I mean, NBC Sports and Fox Sports and TVG are all, pick yeah. all picking up TV, yeah the TVG feed yeah. and the, and the racing across America. Um, so we're going to get a lot of, uh, of Fox Sports is going to have five hours of horse racing on Friday, Saturday. Uh, Saturday I know it's Saturday, maybe maybe three or four hours on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday they've got like five hours of horse racing and and like i said nbc sports is picking up the tvg coverage um so uh, you know it's listen it's the only sport you can bet on it's the only sport available and i think that's why i i'm hoping and i don't know if it's going to happen or not but i'm hoping that when when naira continues on to belmont park that they run the Belmont Stakes. I mean, it's not a year to start thinking about. Oh, we got to preserve the Triple Crown. The whole the whole year is is, is screwed up anyway. Right. So I, I think is if you're running all these preps, you know, you would need a target race to point for. Right. And the, what would be a more perfect race? To just run the belt, move the Belmont up a couple of weeks or so, and run the, make the Belmont the Derby. It's at least a classic. Yes. And a lot of these trainers, their horses are, you know, are all revved up and with no place to go. Right. And they get and they're going to need they're going to need a race, a classic race to culminate all these preps. And so, you know, why not? Why not the Belmont Stakes? It's yes. still a classic. That's it's not true. the Derby, but, you know, Churchill Downs chose to uh, move it on September 5th, which is a week after the Travers, which means that Naira has to have a complete upheaval 
a fixed-stake schedule unless they want to go toe-to-toe with the Derby. I'm not sure who's going to, you know, if a lot of New York trainers wouldn't want to rather run in a, in a normal Travers than a makeshift version of the Kentucky Derby. I don't know what's going to, you know, I don't know what the thinking is going to be, but... I know it's all it's all very odd because the now the Derby horses will be much much older in September, um, yeah. you know than they normally are, which makes it a whole different ball game because they all peak at different times and and they'll they'll be older and it uh, you know four or five months makes a big difference. It's all uh, it's all crazy. Steve, we have to take our first very short break. Uh, we just got to run a couple of ads and then we're going to come back. I got lots more to talk to you about. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show for just a couple of minutes, and we'll be right back. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Lawson Farms. The Lawson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Lawson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Lawson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Lawson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. On the phone with me, one of my favorite guests, I've got Hall of Fame turf writer Steve Haskin uh, with me by phone. And uh, we've been chatting a little bit about the craziness of this year. Um, Steve, how is this going to kind of affect the Derby Dozen? Do you have to put it on hold? Will you still sort of start working on those horses towards maybe the Preakness or the Belmont? 
or will you kind of postpone and kind of look at them again later in the year? Well, first, for the for the immediacy of it, um, the Derby Dozen is sponsored by Shadwell, so I know I know we're doing another Derby Dozen. I know Shadwell wants another Derby Dozen. You know, they got the Louisiana Derby coming up, which has you know a lot of points for the Derby. So I know we're doing another Derby Dozen next week, and after that, they're going to decide, I guess, what to do, and we'll see if Shadwell wants to continue the. Um, sponsorship we'll pick it up later in the year but as far as derby dozen goes if shadwell decides not to if they decide that next week will be the last week um i will i will continue it uh, in my column you know the hanging mm -hmm. with haskin uh, uh column i love hanging I, with I, haskin I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yes I, i'm gonna put a new logo there we just put a noose around my neck <laughs> So uh, yeah, so what I'm gonna, what I will do, if they don't want to do it, um, I, maybe not every week, but uh, hopefully uh, at least until through the Arkansas Derby, through all the preps, I will continue it um, in in some format. I don't know, I don't know if we we would have to change the name of it, being Shadwell sponsoring Derby Dozen. It's Derby Dozen sponsored by Shadwell, so I could change it to. Uh, you know, Steve Haskins' three-year-old rankings of, you know, yeah. top top 10, top 15, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I will continue it. And if for some reason the Belmont Stakes remains on schedule and runs the Belmont Stakes, I will, uh, I'll, I'll probably have it, you know, right up, right up until then. So I'll, I'm going to keep it going as, as long as possible. As long as they're running these preps, they are preps. Now, maybe they're preps for races five months, for, for a race from five months from now. But, um, but they are, you know, they're all 100-point prep races, and they're going to have a bearing on the Kentucky Derby no matter what, when it's run. So, if, like I said, if Shadwell doesn't want to continue it after next week, then I will continue it in my column. So I, the rankings will still, will still be there, and I'll still have the knocking on the door, and I'll have... I'll have it just as entertaining as ever. That's good, because I like following that at the first part of the three-year-old year, because it keeps me very informed. <laughs> and, it keeps me, and it keeps me busy. That's right. Keeps you out of trouble. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, War Emblem. Very sad. Um, he passed away at Old Friends uh, last week. I was saddened by that. A great horse with a, uh, quite a personality. Uh, it was very, oh, yeah. very sad for racing. Um, talk a little bit about uh, what you know about War Emblem. I read your column on him, and I loved it. Well, thanks. Yeah, he was he was quite a uh, he was quite a character, you know. And he, even though he could be extremely irascible, and you know, he could be quite uh, quite a handful. <laughs> quite a handful at times. You know, he's been known to, you know, savage his handlers and. I remember even on national TV, coming back after winning the Preakness, he was savaging the uh, the Outriders pony. The pony, out. yeah, the pony horse. <laughs> yeah, um, but he was, but he, but he had tremendous personality, and you know, like it said in the column, you know, if you if you if you went there with mints, he was he'd let you pet him and you do anything as long as you kept feeding him mints. But I had the I had the privilege of being at the airport twice. You know, I, I was at. Baltimore Washington International Airport when he came for the Preakness and we went out to uh, Mike Martin the photographer and I went out to uh, 
Farmingdale to see him when he came back um, from Churchill to run in the Belmont Stakes. So I was on the van with him uh, several times. Wow! And and he was and he was he was I mean on the van he was a perfect gentleman. I mean uh, the the groom was petting him and playing with him and you know he was fine, but he did have his moments. And you know one of my most humorous ones was which I also mentioned in the column was the morning of the Preakness when they did the, the vet came to, to do the daily, uh, you know, inspection, you know, for the horses running that day. So we, uh, we were sitting out on the edge of the, uh, of the shed row and Bob Baffert was sitting there and the vet came and walked into the horse's stall to examine him, you know, and Baffert just had this smirk on his face saying, uh Oh, watch this. And he went in there and you heard you, the, the commotion, that was you. You could hear from the stall all this commotion, and next thing you know, this vet comes running, running out as fast as he can, uh, like I, uh, the way I put it, like he was being chased by a pack of wolves. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's like, and but he had to, he had to uh, he had to examine him. So, you know, they managed to put a tongue tie on him and feed him mints, you know, so he can go out there and just examine the horse, but. You, put, you did not want to go in that horse's stall, I'll tell you. Quite or, a handful, yes. At, at, at any, any point. But he, he was a beautiful horse, jet black horse. You know, they called him Black Beauty. And the way Bob Baffert got him, you know, was, was pretty amazing. That the fact that he, he found the horse and he saw the horse run. And he found out when he found out that he got a 112 buyer, he was all excited. Because he, for the first time in seven years, he had no horses in the Derby. And he was spoiled. He had a horse every year in the, in the Derby, had won two of them, and had uh, got beat a nose in another. So, you know, that was his that was his main goal every year, was to get a horse in the Derby. And he, he was keep losing every one of them. So he went out and he, managed, he called up his bloodstock agent, Don Brower, and said, see if we can buy him. And sure enough, he, he, did, he did buy him. You know, and the original owner kept 10%. And, um, you know, when he got him, he realized what a handful. He didn't, he didn't know uh, this horse's character traits when he got him, but he suddenly found out and he started changing the bit. And, um, and I remember watching him work for the Derby. I said, oh, my God, look at this horse. He is just going, he is open galloping like you wouldn't believe. He just looked so strong. And, nice. um, and people don't realize he was a front runner. But he ran, he ran like the, the the fastest closing quarter in the history of the Derby by any front running winner of the Derby. Came home in twenty four and two, wow, which was the fastest ever. And then in the Preakness, he went the first half in forty six, which is the fastest opening half by a Preakness winner. So here's a horse that could beat you running fast early and can beat you running fast late. So he was um, he was a remarkable horse, and you know Michael Blow and an old friends absolutely loved him and he did. Would race him all the time. It was such a, it was so fun. I got pictures of them racing each other and, down the uh, fence line, right? Hey, Steve, I know it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we got to take a very quick break. We got Steve for one more segment after this, so we got a, a few more things to cover. But we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to take our break on the horse talk show. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera and dual fans. 
visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. On the show with me, I have Hall of Fame writer. Apologies in the first segment there, my uh, production guy had Ryder. But as long as he's Hall of Fame, that's okay. We've got Steve Haskin with us. Well, <laughs> just, 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 to keep, just to keep the record straight, in case anybody wonders, I did ride a horse once in Sequoia <laughs> National Park. <laughs> well, you know, if you'd been a jockey, you would have been in the Hall of Fame, Steve. So, <laughs> so either way, uh, he is yes. a Hall of Fame writer, very famous, of course, for Hanging with Haskin, very famous for the Derby Dozen. Uh, I love his all of his writing. I never miss it. I always share it, read it, love it and study on it. So he's brill, as we would say in England. Um, Steve, well, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, very sad. Um, we, we just kind of wrapped up the last segment talking about uh, War Emblem, who lived out his uh, final part of his life at Old Friends, which um, would be where I would like to live out the final part of mine if I had a choice, with all of those amazing horses and some of the best care. Um, prayers and thoughts to all connected there in that very sad loss. Um, Steve, let's move it to a bit of a uh, unfavorable topic. I hate to talk about it, but we got to talk about it. Your thoughts on on the recent arrests and indictments and alleged charges against um, trainers, uh, Jason Service, Jorge Navajo, and a number of others and veterinarians involved in all of that. I don't think it came as much of a shock to most people. I mean, you know, the, the names have been banded about for, for, for quite a while. And, you know, we always knew that they, they were under investigation. I mean, it's really sad about Jason Service for many reasons. I mean, I, I, I've, I've never met him, but I've, I've been in contact with him, and uh, I know people that know him. Uh, you know, and you know, he's he, he's a he's a nice guy from a, a really good racing family. Um, yeah, you know, if people don't know, you know, his, his brother John Service won the Kentucky Derby in the Preakness with Smarty Jones. Um, his his brother-in-law Eddie Plesa is a top trainer at Monmouth Park. Mm -hmm. So I mean it's a great, I mean, it's a tremendous you know ra racing family. Um, but you know years ago no, nobody ever heard of Jason Service, and then next thing you know he's got all these Grade One horses and he's training at uh, you know thirty percent, and you know that always raises eyebrows and it was investigated. Um, Jorge Navarro's 
Yeah, I mean, every, every, everybody has suspected him for a very long time. Um, you know, that's that's a totally different uh, story, you know, with him. But I don't, like I said, I don't think anybody uh, anybody really was surprised by it. The sad part about it is the is the reputation of maximum security because now we'll we'll never know. Now, you know, the owner Gary West, you know, to to his benefit, what he did is that. He ordered uh, test. I don't know if it's going to prove anything, but he ordered tests on the horse for for uh, for this particular drug and everything else. He just went from head to toe, uh, you know, examined mm-hmm. his horse and ran tests on him to see, you know, if anything ever showed up, if anything came up positive. So we've got that to go by. Also, we'll have to see how he does for Bob Baffert. I mean, if 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 he runs terribly for Bob Baffert. You know, the, his reputation is shot because everybody's going to say, well, all right, well, yeah. obviously he was on something in all these big races. Yeah. You know, he's a horse that went from a $16,000 claimer to winning a $20 million race, which is, like, ridiculous. I but know. If he, if, but but, but if, um, if he starts winning major races and grade one races for Baffert, then at least I think it'll preserve his reputation that, you know, maybe he did it on his own, although Incation Service did it was quoted as saying, you know, and it wasn't quoted, but uh, in the phone conversation that was taped, telling Navarro that he uses it on all his horses. Um, so uh, to the extent, uh, to what extent, I don't know. Uh, you know, I know mm-hmm. Gary West, you know, he gives his calls to Jason Service. So basically, maximum security was given to him with the intention of getting rid of him. You know, just putting him in a claiming race and getting right. rid of him. Right. Right. Yeah, and uh, and they did. Nobody wanted. Nobody wanted him when they tried to sell him early. Nobody wanted him when they put him in the claiming race. And then he looks. You know, you, you look and see what he turned into. I know. But I mean, it would have been. Listen, if he wasn't disqualified in the Kentucky Derby, it would be even worse. Because now you, got, you have the Kentucky Derby winner disqualified. Um, you know, that's something we haven't seen since Dancer's Image, and that was Butazolidin, which is which is mundane compared to uh, to this stuff. It's crazy, so, isn't it? I know, so, this yeah. horse really, oh my gosh, between being the first horse to be disqualified for an infraction in the Kentucky Derby to all of this. Wow, this this horse has had a real black cloud over yeah, him. He and, get, oh. Yeah, he may be disqualified. They may disqualify him from the $20 million race and they may take his Eclipse Award away. I mean, he, I mean, he, he just may suffer I know. and everything. I hope, I hope it's not the case. I mean, I hope they, they can prove that this horse, you know, did all this on his own merit. So we'll just have to see. Well, if anybody right. can make him win races, Bob Baffert's team can do it. So, you know, True. it'll certainly, it's not like he went to a nobody unknown trainer, you know, that, that then they could say, oh, well, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he's not with the best trainer. I mean, he's with the Baffert team, so you can't really do any better than that. So I think, you know, this is a really good way to see if the horse is really a good horse and how much of, if anything, played into any of his wins. You know, I'd love to see him still be a winner because I think this poor horse has had a heck of a time and I'd love to see him get out there and win a bunch of races on his own merit, you know, just to clear his name because he doesn't deserve to have this big black cloud over him that's been over him. Without this, we're talking about one of the great Cinderella stories. I know. Um, and and to me, you know, his whole career has been Shakespearean. I I, <laughs> I, I actually wrote a column last year uh, incorporating Shakespeare into his into his life. You did. Um, 
so uh, it's it, it's been one crazy thing after another with this horse, and and my last column on him, which was only a few weeks ago, I said if horse racing is ever, if anybody's ever going to make a, a movie about horse racing, this is the one. You don't have to embellish it in any way, or 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 make it Hollywood. I mean, all you have to do is just tell the story the way it is. It's just one thing after another. I mean, look what you've got here between, right. you know, between the Cinderella stories and feel-good stories, and and, and and now you got druggings and disqualifications and scandals. And, I know. You've got a good uh, movie there. If yeah, he wins we're, we're the... Yeah, so Saudi Arabia got to... $20 million, from $16,000 claiming to $20 million uh, I know. Cars. I know. Um, if he wins the Breeders' Cup Classic, they will make a movie for sure. <laughs> oh God! I mean, it's just—it's just an amazing story. But I just hope this doesn't uh, get in the way of it. I hope he's—he's he's exonerated, as they say. I do too. That's—that would be uh, the greatest thing. And I think, on a positive note, you know, cleaning house. If in fact all these alleged charges, you know, come up as as convicted and facts and and they're proven then I think it's a great cleaning house process for horse racing. Oh, yeah, racing. I think in the long run, I think in the long run, it'll be very beneficial to racing. I think we're able to start clean. Um, I think it's going to boost the Horse Racing Integrity Act. I think racing has shown that it, it does need outside organizations to police itself because they yes. haven't, they weren't able to do anything. But, you know, it took the FBI with, you know, all this time, two years of phone tapping and surveillance and everything. So, Change is a good thing, I think, and I think it'll, like you said, you know, that we need to bring back respect and integrity to a sport that, you know, people get up at three o'clock in the morning and work really hard to get these horses, you know, and also giving people a, a fair and square shot who are doing it right, you know, at winning and aren't competing against horses that, you know, are juiced up. And for the sake of the horses and their health and, and their well-being, I think that this this could be a very positive thing. Steve, I cannot believe we're at the end of three segments. I could have three more with you. <laughs> Thank you. It's always a pleasure, Louisa. You know that. It is always mine and an honor to have you on the show. I love it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. you. Stay well and healthy. And, um, yeah, you too. Yeah, eat dinner um, at home. Yes, and uh, and send that toilet paper on. I will. I'll I'll send you a big shipment of like Charmin or Scott or something. Hey, listen, I'll I'll send you my address. I'm 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 open to anything. <laughs> Thank you, Hall of Fame turf writer Steve All Haskin. Right. Always my pleasure. And um, we will be back after this break. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show.
Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me. I have my co-host, Paulette Stout, top equestrian, all dressed up, just coming in here to see me. Go <laughs> <laughs> start off with some, uh, some news. We had a great uh, three segments with Steve Haskin. Love having him on the show. He is he's awesome. Good. Oh, he's so he's informative, really isn't he? He's like my favorite, favorite. Mm -hmm. Like I could talk to him for three shows and never run out of things to talk to him about. I would if he wasn't, if he was available. You know, it's like a big honor to have him on the show. It's like huge. I don't know about saying that to him. Okay, and back to horses. Tax Shack's famous horsey yard sale. Seminoles of Customer Appreciation Day and Larson Farms um, Appreciation Day are all postponed for now. Not sure um, what the future holds doing, as far as that. They're doing the percentage off. On yes, yes, they are. Yes, yes, they are. They're doing the percentage off. They just don't want to have a number of people uh, congregating. And the, the Tech Shack Famous Horse Yard Sale tends to bring several thousand of people all in one area. And really, outdoors is a great place to be, but people come indoors to do the shopping and, you know. Exactly. So uh, in light of the recent pandemic uh, reports across the globe, everybody's obviously trying to stay as safe as possible. Um, Tattersalls has responded to the far-reaching government guidelines announced on March 16th and the subsequent BHA decision to suspend British racing until the end of April by making significant date changes to the schedule um, of UK-based sales. Ocala Breeders' sales did not let that stop them and went ahead and had their sale this week. Um, uh, and actually, I know that Tom interviewed the mayor today and he mentioned reaching out to OBS and that um, the people in charge there at OBS, Tom and his team, were taking every precaution um, there as well to try to keep everybody safe. The equine industry is obviously a huge part of Ocala and uh, an OBS sale not happening would have a very detrimental effect on everybody. So we're obviously trying to keep everybody safe, but all those horses were ready to go to that sale and, um, and uh, you know, we're just going to hope for the best as, as we move on through this. Um, I still, fortunately, currently do not know a single soul um, that has a coronavirus, not to discount it for those who are dealing with it or that have family members or friends who are infected. Um, I'm very saddened at any loss of life, any sickness or illness is obviously a huge concern, but we are fortunate right now um, to be one of the places that at this point in time uh, today do not have any known cases. Um, I know that we are waiting on some test results on some, but uh, we do not have any any confirmed cases here in Ocala. So either we're horse people, we're immune. Yeah, from all the dirt. <laughs> because we've been in so much dirt. I don't know. I can't give you any me medical um, explanation for it. But as I, as I mentioned earlier, we are in a huge county and we are spread out. Yeah. And we do have a lot of um, antisocial horse people who yeah. can never leave the barn. We're so overwhelmed, it's hard to leave the barn. Yeah, nobody's on my farm. I see nobody. 
Right. Until I come here. Oh. And see, we've got distance. Distance. <laughs> Look, two arm lengths. Don't touch me. No, I'm not joking about it. But um, yeah. But I, you know, I currently don't know anybody personally. I have a huge circle on on Facebook, and I'm not seeing of those five thousand people, people posting that a I have it mine, or I have it. A friend it. of mine in Brevard, Brevard, B R E V A R D, mm -hmm. said there. They said there was 15 confirmed cases. Broward a, as well has a lot. And a friend of, of hers is in the hospital. Yes. I do know that there are 40 plus cases in Broward County down south. I know there's a few in Lee and some north of us. Uh, Lachua, I know, has had some. And um, Lake, I think, has one. Or Citrus has. But you may be really, uh, because we get up and we do horses all day, we don't go anywhere. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm at home, quite often, on weekends, all I do all day is catch up on all my on yes. my horse chores because I'm so behind mowing and yeah. mucking and yeah. grooming and all yeah. that that I don't have time to do all week. So, yeah. so really, other than being Maybe in the that's office, the why. I know, right? Uh, so, uh, a report uh, in the Asbury Park Press on Tuesday indicated that lawyers for Jorge Navarro and Jason Service plan to plead not guilty to the federal doping charges brought against the trainers last week. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. Uh, as Steve Haskin mentioned earlier, they have a lot of tape conversations. Um, so I'm not sure how that plays out as evidence, but um, they are planning to uh, plead not guilty. Um, both trainers charged with misbranding conspiracy, service with one count, and Navarro with two. Um, according to the report, Navarro and service combined for 19 horses deaths at Monmouth Park since 2010. Uh, we know in horse racing and, and in he every had 19 sport, deaths. since 2010 is what the report says. Mm. Um, it, it's incredibly sad, but on a positive note, as Steve and I were talking, um, as a house cleaning is going on in racing, and as it has become so evident that we need a racing commissioner, that we need this to be dealt with at a higher level, covering the whole United States. Mm -hmm. in one blanket set of regulations. In my opinion, this just further points, if this is a, you know, convicted, um, mm -hmm. to me, this just points further at the change that needs to come so that racing can receive the respect it, it deserves. It seems like it's climbing. It you is know. climbing and it's mm -hmm. escalating. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I want to see happen is for all the people I know who work so hard in the racing industry, mm -hmm. I want it to have the mm -hmm. respect it deserves mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. work and also for the little people like my mom who just has a couple of little racehorses going mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. never get a chance to win would be nice to see those people who do things properly legally mm -hmm. and in the best interests of the horses mm -hmm. could start winning in my mm -hmm. opinion so mm -hmm. i i would just like to see that happen and change mm -hmm. could come because i love racing and i know horses love to run mm -hmm. and i would love to see it done right mm -hmm. and i think that the people who do all the work deserve that so mm -hmm. Uh, back to the coronavirus, COV, uh, COVID-19, as it is known, um, is impacting preparations for the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. That is changing day by day. Um, the IOC remains fully committed to the Olympic Games in Tokyo right now. Mm. With more than four months to go before the Games, they don't think there is any need for any drastic decisions at this stage. Any speculation at the moment would be counterproductive. They do have some time to work on this, but obviously a lot of planning goes into that. So 
Um, There's a lot of things you just don't know about yet. Right. See how it Nobody goes. knows no. what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So um, they say they'll continue to act in a responsible way and have agreed um, that uh, they'll keep everybody up to date on what's going on as they make the right decisions. Um, but it's a, a funny place to be right now. Uh, a lot of other cancellations are going on locally. Um, the horse park is closed at the moment through April, uh, the Florida horse park. So any events going on there will not be happening. Um, many other horse events um, are, are being canceled. USEF yes. canceled theirs. The FEI World Cup Series. Um, we're seeing lots of things um, going on. So um, you just got to keep posted to the Facebook page there. Keep checking back in with us at the Horse Talk Show as we... Um, as we continue to keep you up to date on all of those cancellations. I'm very, very excited to have Jeremy and Heather Reynolds back on the show with us for a few segments coming up. Of course, top uh, endurance racers, uh, trainers and coaches uh, at, their, at their farm uh, and, and Reynolds Racing, very, very uh, exciting team. They've had wonderful adventures. So I'm glad to have them on the show with us. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be coming right back. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is sponsored in part by Ovation Helmets, the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today. For hot Florida summers, you can't do better than Ovation. Check them out at EnglishRidingSupply.com or get fitted for a safe, lightweight new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. 
This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equisin by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equisin. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I just had a thought as that opener was running. None of those people I was interviewing in that opener can get arrested, because I have to change my opener if I do. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't funny, was it? But it was just one of those things. <laughs> I was thinking out loud. Uh, Paulette Stout, my co-host, is in the studio with me, and I'm thrilled to have Heather and Jeremy Reynolds back there. You're not thrilled here with in me? Ocala. I'm always thrilled to have you. <laughs> oh no, I got someone here must be fixing to... I asked you if it was turned on. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> got set help here. So if you didn't hear me, although I'm a loud mouth, so probably I worked think out on all you. the other microphones here. Um, I have Heather and Jeremy Reynolds here in the studio. They have over 26,000 competition miles, four Tevis Cup wins. No, Heather has 26. 26 on your own? No, no, no. I have that many miles on my own. And yeah. he has an additional 20 plus thousand miles. So you have nearly 50,000 miles between you. Yeah. yeah, a lot of miles. A lot of miles. A lot of miles. Wow. And four Tevis Cups? Five. Five? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Explain yeah. the, the cup. Go ahead. Um, well, you have the uh, first place cup, so the Tevis Cup, and then you have the Hagen Cup, which is the best condition cup. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's usually 200 horses. It's a one-day, 100-mile competition over the Sierras in California. I want to do it so bad one day. i got to well, get me fit first. Stuff. I know. Well, that's because I've got to get me fit first because mm. they probably got a horse that would work for me. I've just got to have time <laughs> yeah. to get so, me so ready. The best, the best overall is the Tevis Cup. Right. Tevis Cup, well, that's arguable. Some people believe the Hagen Cup is even better mm. because that means they took the first 10 horses and they judged them and they've awarded the most superior horse the next morning, it, you know, to be in the best condition. The best so condition. Some people argue that that's even better. Really? Yes. So what do you attribute your success? Obviously, training the horses is, is important, right? Yeah. You work on the horses. How many horses do you have on the farm? Um, 
fluctuates. Yeah, fluctuates. <laughs> so right now, I think Anytime we have you go like this, 19. Uh, that means you've 20. got a lot. Yeah, 19 or 20 right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, currently. And we own 11, so we've cut down from, we had 27. Did yeah. you? Yeah. So As of like a year ago. Mostly Arabians. Arabian. Yeah. We've, we've dealt with some Anglos. We have an Appaloosa Arab cross right now. He's really fun. Nice. Yeah. 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 Is that your favorite breed? Obviously, is Arabian. I love Arabian. Yeah. 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 You know, we have um, at the Ocala Equine Envoys now that go downtown on Saturdays, and we take a horse downtown to meet people. And Stewie um, is the most amazing Arabian ever. If you look on my Facebook page, you'll see him walking downtown. And he's regional champ four times, and he just got the USEF Horse of the Year title. And he's like the coolest horse, and people love him. He's like a big teddy bear. Mm. We have pictures of him stuffing his face full of carrots at the market with all these little kids all around him, loving on him. They're such an amazing breed. They're spirited, yet also such people pleasers. Mm. You know, they're yeah. so amazing. And they're really amazing. They could tell whether you're experienced or not. They kind of adjust their level. They do. <laughs> for you. Just yeah, they do. Like. Dewey just drops his head down <laughs> to the little kids and the ladies in wheelchairs and... And he's just amazing. I like that comment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they adjust their level. They, they do. They kind of do because I used to have a horse that would buck if I rode him bareback, but I could put a small child and he'd tiptoe around in the halter <laughs> in the arena. And then I get back on and he'd be like, Ugh, you know. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool, though, that they understand, isn't it? It is. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about the training process. So if you get a young horse in, uh, and you you do all the normal training things, how do you get a horse? ready and does it take a really long time to get them to do that sort of distance? Yeah, it, it has huge variables depending on if they had a job before they came to us. Um, we tend to buy ex-race Arabian racehorses so they have a good head start and then um, and then they still it takes them a good two seasons from that point being well broke horses with a lot of um, miles on their legs or just activity it still takes them about two years before we can get them that we're, we feel they're successful and, um, and uh, able for the job for doing like a hundred mile. Two to three years, yeah. yeah. Where, are they, where are they running Ra Arabians right now? Um, Delaware, Texas, um, I think they run, they run in Colorado and then there's a small um, 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 meet in um, California that does like the, f um, the fair circuit. Did you ever see Arabians race? No, I would love to. It's interesting. It is. It's a little slower. I mean, have, after you do quarter horses and you watch the Arabs, yeah. they're really slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. And they go forever. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be better if it was like a five-mile race and they had it like yeah, going exactly. somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like two miles. Yeah. We do 440, yeah. and you, if you blink, you don't see it. The Arabs are like, okay, come on. I I'm going to go get a drink. I'll come back. I want to say they're 15 or 20 seconds different per mile. Oh, to a thoroughbred? Yeah, and then yeah. I think they start becoming competitive around six or eight miles. Mm -hmm. To a thoroughbred. Yeah, to a yeah, thoroughbred. Because yeah, because they go forever. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more the heritage that makes it fun to watch some yeah. on the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess yeah. I you got to understand the breed yeah. and yeah. understand, I and guess that's why they're so great endurance. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch some Arabians, right? Yeah. So when you're in the training process, you start out doing like some 25-mile type stuff to start with and then build up? Or no, do you do all your building up at home and go straight to it? Uh, we start a lot shorter distance than that. Um, we have really yeah. deep sand yeah. on our trails. Uh, You're so right, you do. Yeah, yeah, so most of the horses coming to us need to get used to that. So even our horse, when we go away for six months, even our Tevis horse, when we return to the sand, we'll only it's go tough. four miles yeah. for like the first 
four to six mm -hmm. weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. four mm -hmm. miles, three days a week uh, to get them, them back up. into the sand. We don't yeah. have injuries. But we do a lot of walking in between. So it's not just um, so they get like three days of working and, we're, uh, and, then, and then three more days of walking. And every other day rotation. Yeah. So you know, the just the two of you riding mm -hmm. all yeah, of these. Yeah, typically. Yeah, for the most part. You two both are really super fit, right? <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, have to, to be. be yeah. we, ride, we usually ride on average, I'd say, thirty miles a day between all the horses, yeah. probably. Wow. Thirty to fifty, depending. Yeah. 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 So you don't go for trail rides for fun, just to relax. No, our policy <laughs> when we go on vacation is no horses. Yeah. Oh my like God, that's what people, people yeah. rent love horse. to go trail riding. I, know. I yeah. cannot trail <laughs> ride. Not I mean, it's fun I every love day it. training. For me, it's so. a getaway yeah. from everything. Take the horses <laughs> to the beach. That's. I just took one with Claudia the other day. They'd never been to the beach before. Actually, she'd never been through water before, and it was hilarious because she was like, "We, you know, how the little streams run across the beach, and the water's moving, oh, and it's yeah. windy. <laughs> you know, it's Saint Augustine. It was really windy, and this water is blowing across the beach, and she was like." <laughs> like, <Yeah>. stop dead. <laughs> what is that? It was really cute. Didn't take a long, I mean, a little bit of legs, yeah. and, you know, eventually. But well, I didn't get her in the sea this time. Next time, I got her close. Yeah, close. no trail riding. But yeah, for me, that I love it. Sorry. Uh, for me, it's relaxing. Our I'm trail riding is exploring. So when yeah. we're exploring new trails and it might not be to normal training pace, then to us, that's our trail ride. So. Yeah, and that's and fun. We, and we do that quite frequently, especially... We have a new farm that we go to in California for the summer, and we do a lot of exploring there. Really? Yeah, yeah from the Sierras. That's a lot of scenery. It's yeah. gorgeous. The scenery would be good. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say, yeah. if you need a spectacular. Sounds like a lovely place yeah. to spend the summer. Yeah, <laughs> lots of high mountain lakes and meadows. And I'll work it's for gorgeous. food. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take our break. Uh, the good news is we have a couple more segments uh, with them. I've got lots of questions to ask about all their adventures. Recent trip to Sweden. That sounded like it was pretty exciting. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back with Heather, Jeremy, and Paulette. Stay with us. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. 
This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. You can tell we've been giggling on the parade. Because when it's Tom's fault that there's no toilet paper in the Publix. Announcement on the Horse Talk Show. Uh, it is Tom Schmitz's fault. There is no toilet paper. We've got to make light of this situation. I'm talking to uh, Heather and Jeremy Reynolds here, top endurance racers, coach, trainer, farm owner, 20 horses on their farm, uh, riding about 30 miles a day, all sorts of medals and wins, thousands and thousands of miles ridden on horseback. They're fit and they're very successful. They've uh, won the husband-wife award a couple times, right? A few times? Yeah. Few times, yeah. Uh, and uh, how does that, is that good working together? It's like every a day? life achievement award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the staying married part? Yes. Liking each yes. other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Work with your husband 24-7 with horses and in tiring, stressful and like situations and still stay married. Yes, yeah. stressful. Yeah. Tell us about some of your, um, I want to chat a little bit about your visit to Sweden recently, but tell us about some of your greatest adventures. I know you've had some real exciting ones like dangerous terrain and, uh, and miles and miles out in the middle of nowhere. It's got to be exciting. What's one that comes to your mind? Uh, I, don't, I love traveling. It doesn't matter where it is, whether you're in the U.S. or overseas. Um, the cultures are fun, and, and then it seems always um, we're in like a safe kind of zone when we, we've traveled some places that are maybe you know, with family members or, you know, talk about how bad it is in some area, but we're always guests of pretty um, important people when it has to do with horses. So it seems like we're always safe, but spending time in, um, on the, in the Queens um, properties in, in Europe. Yeah, you got to race around Windsor, yeah, around the castle. In England. That was neat. Green with envy right now. Yeah. <laughs> the footing was not, uh, not, not the greatest. Really? Lumpy. And Lumpy. Really, really deep grass. Like wh where it made we it do it have really deep grass. <laughs> <made it>. yeah. <laughs> That's why we have ponies that founder all the time. Yeah. But it was deep <laughs> grass that it felt like, like mud, like you're riding in mud. Like trudgy deep yeah, grass. Like because it had no bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have really super yeah. deep soil and very yeah. thick grass. It's it way different. You can like roll in it in England. Yeah. It, was you like, it was kind of yeah. like riding in really deep sand. Yeah. 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 We got yeah, to go to Malaysia once, and the, the horse that we brought there, uh, we took him out on a training ride, and there was a monkey, or ten probably, yeah. <laughs> up in the treetops following us, and the horse was Yeah, like, they were going Whoa. as fast yeah. across the treetops as they the were horse, the horse. Watching the horse, like, just yeah. like, galloping across yeah. the treetop while oh. my horse was cantering. That was neat. That was fun. That's yeah. got to well. be one of those moments when you were like, well, if I wasn't riding, I'd actually be yeah. recording this, because <laughs> this would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. You know, like, the terrain where, where it's so steep that they get off and they hold the horse's tail? Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah, it's called tailing, and so I don't know. I I find it counterproductive if you're gonna get off and help your horse, then don't. why make them pull you up but the hill? But not everyone so is as fit I as don't. you. I don't personally do that, but there he are. He leads at yeah. the head, so yeah. the horse doesn't have to pull him. But yeah. people less as fit, it would still be advantageous because yeah. the horse yeah. is using less a effort to pull you. A friend of ours uh, a few years ago did attempt where we had more control. We almost had reins. 
and we were <laughs> we were clipping on to their tails, and we would like tape in a, a clip <laughs> to the tail, and it took. <laughs> We could run really fat, like like four minute pace with the horses, like uphill. pulling us along uphill. Like it was insane. But um, my one fr friend so took one stumble and that was you, it. But you yeah. were, but you were also using your it's own propelling, yeah. energy yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it it worked all good until my one friend fell and he. He got scra scraped up pretty good. Because it bad. couldn't like eject it yeah. soon enough to, to and it could have been really bad. So we <laughs> used quick yeah, yeah, it's 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 going really And that yeah. was the end of that project. It's like, yep, okay, we're not doing we're this. Not doing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Learn by experience. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Meanwhile, the two wives of you know him and the friend are like, we I don't know, guys. We I do have quick connects that it didn't take hardly any pressure for it to It was a man experiment. Yeah. It was fun until we <laughs> someone can, almost got can hurt. Attached to the tail of your horse, getting up the mountain on uh, all the rocks. <laughs> but it was a try, you know. Yeah. It could have been cool, but yeah. Luckily, we failed at home, not at an event. Yeah. So, what about scariest moment ever on a on a long ride like that? Going down that hill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You probably both think you were fearless, fearless, right? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like both I don't know. There's fearless. parts of the Tevis Trail that are pretty scary if you're on a really excited horse because it gets really narrow and. Kind of crumbly at times. I feel safer really? on them. Yeah. A lot of people want to jump off right There's away, but <laughs> I, I just like to stay on them. As really? As, yeah, and just like go and just let them, because they have so much self-preservation. I just yeah, kind of have the say, you know, just let them go and kind of let them let them oh. do their thing. You're right. They do have a lot of self-preservation. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in there. I mean, it's in horses, period. You better not have a Arabian. horse because you're going to be down the side. We had a horse a couple of years back. A friend of mine from Ocala was riding with me at the Tevis, and we were climbing up one of the canyons, and the horse was getting bothered by flies. It was a really hot part of the day, and I told her, you know, keep the horse straight because I'm behind her, and I'm seeing that the horse's foot is kind of going towards the edge. Mm -hmm. And then the horse suddenly, the front end went off, and I yelled at her, jump off, jump off, because I could see this unfolding, and she's trying to correct jump off so she jumps off and as she does the horse goes and the only thing that caught the horse from going way way down this really steep thing that probably would have killed her there was one tree and the horse fell this way went this way and her, her right hip hit the tree and it kept her from just you know that's what gave her purchase oh. so she was maybe 10 feet below the trail we're on a single track and I'm my mind's going 100 miles an hour I'm trying to figure out like how do I get her and hold this horse and and before I could decide thank god she she made the decision for me and I see her little eyes get real big like the horse knew, and she rocked back on that tree and did a Hail Mary. And her front legs caught the trail, and she did like this Hercules pull-up. Like, yeah. And I thought, well, she's probably just strained everything, but at least she's alive. You know? Yeah. And she made it up on the trail. Now she's facing the wrong way on this cliff, and I'm like, at least she's up here. <laughs> and we get her, you know, in this little wider spot, turned around, and get my friend back up. We, no one says a word, because there's like six people behind us. Mm -hmm. And when we get up to the top, everyone hit, lets out a deep breath, like, that was crazy. And the horse finished the race. Oh she was my fine. God. It it was, if, that was if scary. If the tree wouldn't have held she her. She would have been totally messed up and probably not alive. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it could have ended. I don't ended, think I want to do that. <laughs> ended poorly. Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure. No. And it's super rare that that would occur. Yeah, super yeah. rare. I was going to ask you how long. Yeah. So. yeah. You could triple really? off and yeah. fall. Oh, gosh. I've known some people. I knew a lady. I've never done that. Fell on her head and that was it. Yeah. And she was so walking I mean, on a pleasure ride. So it can happen. Yeah. It's you very uncommon for yeah. a horse to go off the trail if the it's ride. Time, your yeah. time, it's your time. And it's but our but you race. saw it. It was my horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I owned the horse. And yet we go back every year. It's our favorite event. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it's not something that I feel like I'm making a big risk. And the bad sections, we make <sighs> a point to go and try to fix the we trail. We volunteer on that part yeah. of the trail. The part yeah. that makes me lose sleep Friday night before the ride, we always go 
you know, how, lo how long of the trail is is that part of it? Uh, oh, not that far. Yeah. Couple well, miles. What's not that yeah. far? Couple, couple miles, not yeah. that far. Couple miles. Well, out of a hundred, fifty. Out of a hundred, that's not a couple miles. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. To them, a couple of miles. Couple nothing. miles right on the side of a cliff. That's two percent of a hundred. Like Fifteen minutes of your, <laughs> of your life. Like it's not a big deal. It's <laughs> that <laughs> 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 crazy, right? <laughs> so. For our listeners who aren't very familiar with endurance racing, the Tevis Cup, you do 100 miles in? You have 24 hours to complete. 24 yeah. hours. And I think there's seven veterinary inspections. So at each of these checks, including when you check in on Friday, it, the horse has to be fit to continue on every parameter, mm -hmm. even at the finish line. I got disqualified at the finish line this past summer after crossing the finish line. My final vet inspection, my horse was lame. So I got disqualified. So, I mean, it needs to be fit to continue, even at the yeah. finish, for the yeah. fairness of the horse. What it, what hold is on, the hold that thought, Paula, because we just got the finger from Tom. Not the finger. finger. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard. Owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa and Larson's is staying open to make sure your horses have quality hay through this entire pandemic that we're experiencing now. Um, I have Heather and Jeremy Reynolds here, top endurance racers. We've been listening to their fine adventures. And Paulette Stout, my co-host and top of questions here as well. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, what's going on with the with the coronavirus? 
You got a got opinion? I don't know. I hope it passes soon. Yeah. Let's yes. put it that way. Because they've, they've stopped, a lot of our rides have gotten canceled, and then a lot of our prep races for um, Tevis, it's kind of little put a damper on. But, like, for us, racing is the... The fun part of our, the funnest part of our job. So it's like the award, the reward for all the hard training. Hard so work, yeah. we get to, we have to skip a, quite a few of them here soon. So now Tevis and is February, right? It's August. No, it's August. August. Yeah. Oh, okay. What race did you just do in February? Was that uh, the Fun in the Sun? Oh, Hundred. Right, yeah, fun in the yeah. Sun was this last weekend. This last February weekend. we went to Sweden. 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 Yeah, Sweden. Yeah. Okay, you went, yeah. and the, you didn't take your horses. You rode other people's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's that like when you ride other people's? We don't do it very often, actually. And um, this is a friend's horse. It's yeah. a little different. It was fun. It was really, really icy. Yeah, I know. I saw that you were like freezing, ice. and like the ground was like. Oh, solid. it was like crunch, crunch, crunch. They had huge ice studs, you know, all the way around, and yeah. it was an experience for sure. I, I thought it was fun. I think it, it's like riding on, like having a really good traction. So you have to be. Um, you have to shorten strides, so you, when you trot, you need to do a like a shorter trot, an easier trot, and then when you're cantering, again, it's a very controlled short canter, so that you, they don't overstride with ha having that much traction. Yeah. But um, we did all the same. You had to like, kind of compensate speeds. for that. Yeah. 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 And the neat thing was the locals were using reindeer pelts as saddle pads. Yeah. So the way. reindeer fur would go face down to the horse. Yeah. Really? And the leather side up. Yeah. So that was neat. Well, that's different. That was mm -hmm. different. Yeah. I guess that that helps to keep the horses warm. Then must right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. You would need them. them. Our horses were clipped, so yeah. that you don't yeah. you don't really want them to get very wet. Yeah. So. And all of the vet checks were in an indoor heated arena, so that was different as well. Yeah. It was really weird. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're probably glad for those stops, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the stops are like that. So yeah. all oh, the vet they? checks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would think because fun. when you'd stop, everything would get cold. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be damp from you know the exertion, and then you'd go in, and luckily it was. So it was slightly different because normally we would come our normal speed straight into the check. But here, because um, we knew we were going to go into a warmer environment, we slowed down a lot more to, cool them. to the, have them cool out with the cold temperatures and then come into the warm um, vet, uh, vet check area. Because in endurance, you need to have the horse's heart rate recover before your mandatory time begins. So if they came into the arena too hot and then it's hot, then you're just going to be waiting for them to recover. Yeah. When you're training, is it hard to gauge how how much you need to do to get them to that level how do you how do you i mean you know because you've done thousands and thousands of races but for somebody new that's training their horse to do endurance is that kind of hard to begin with to gauge where you need to be at to yeah. what's, what's the heart rate what what is your recovery heart so rate? it depends on the east coast it's usually 64 <coughs> beats or lower on the mm -hmm. west coast it's 60 beats or lower i think the humidity plays a role in that yeah yeah, yeah sure. um, it's definitely a feel thing and um Heart rate monitors are always that accurate, so um, we try to teach our clients it's about feel than to follow your GPS and a heart rate monitor. Those things are helpful, but uh, you do lose touch with your horse. So we try to teach them to have more feel. And, and we don't yeah. really train the miles that we do the race. Like for instance, if we're doing a 25 mile event with a new horse, we might take it on a 15 mile training ride. And if it looks beautiful yeah. after that, it can do the event, mm -hmm. oh, even though it's 10 yeah. miles further. And same thing with a 50-mile event. We never go further than 25 in training. Well, that's like, yeah. that's like marathon runners. They don't run 50 miles. Yeah. They run five. Yeah. So what do you, do, what do, you yeah. do with your – so you get a new person who wants to start learning, and you're going to coach them and get them ready to be on one of your horses. Do you put them on any kind of fitness program or diet or anything to get them fit and healthy so they can do this as well? 
Yeah, but typically we, um, people that come to us already are doing the sport and they just want to go to the next level. And fine tune their own program with their yeah. horse. Because uh, we're pretty, we're more selective than that than have a. You don't just take any old beginner. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just we have such a limited amount of riding horses. Like we have three endurance horses apiece, and then some baby horses. Yeah. So to lend them out, we'd have to be pretty particular just to prevent injury to the horse. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. You've got to have somebody who's got some experience yeah. already. Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. like a you know having a, a lesson or something that you, you you're not liable to do much damage to a horse, but when you're talking 50 or 100 miles, mm -hmm. a lot of, we've had if some you're really a really crooked rider, you could really mess up a horse Some really, distance. really yeah. good riders that have, in other disciplines, have done some major damage to our horses. Really? Yeah, sore backs and um, and really bad rubs and, and more Just muscle. Just from completely different riding yeah. styles. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe too tight of contact with their leg, because yeah. in the arena discipline they're in, that's right. more suited. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah like just, just when Realizing even, even posting. Yeah, you, know, right. you got to change your diagonal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. if you don't, you sore them up. Yeah. 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 Just mm -hmm. riding Claudia's Marchador the other day, she's like, oh, you have to lean way back for them to do the gate. And I'm like, lean way back? Right. right. Like, I yeah. grew up riding English, and then I've just been trail riding. Yeah. You yeah. Know, just comfortable casual trail riding like not worried about my equitation or anything and she's like you gotta lean way back and i'm like lean way back yeah. you know i don't know how to ride leaning way back and it feels so yeah. awkward so yeah. like yeah. when yeah. we're cantering in deep sand we um tell our clients to lean a, a lot further Off back than the front because yeah. you're trying yeah. to let them right. bring the front end up yeah yeah so take but even that making that change for me i did it but mm -hmm. it took thinking about mm -hmm. sure. so when you change your style to accommodate what sport you're doing. You're right, you could be a really top rider that's jumping and right. everything. Mm. You go and do endurance and you yeah. don't, you're you not doing the right thing. <laughs> would you say that your your position is a balanced seat? Yeah, I'm yeah. More, trying mean, to get more vertical. Yeah, yeah, basically our riding position is if we took the horse away, we should land on standing up. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so you shouldn't be too far forward or too far back. You mm -hmm. should be able to land, you know, mm -hmm. feet, hip, knee, well not your knee, but he, he, yeah. hips and shoulders should be pretty lined up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's the top of your bucket list now? You've accomplished so much. I don't know. I don't know. There's a ride called the Bighorn that I would really like to do. It's very scenic. It's in Wyoming. Yeah, and it has Bighorn sheep, and it's beautiful. But they have trouble marking this, and I've had so many friends go and get lost. So there's really? a little bit of a reluctancy to want to go to that ride, because I don't want to be lost in the wilderness for that many hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you get How do you get back if you get lost? You that wait until someone finds you, I guess. No. I, that ride is, People have spent the night that ride is unusual, and yeah. the fact that for whatever reason they have difficulty... Marking, I don't know if animals are taking the markings, which does happen at times. Does like it? Cows sometimes will remove markings. <laughs> I don't know what their particular issue is because I've not been to that ride, but it's supposed to be stunningly beautiful. Wow. But we do a race not far from there for the national championship this year. In Montana. In Montana. Mm. Near Custer's yeah. Forest, right? Custer's Last Stand. Yeah, Last How do you make money at this? Uh, coaching and sh yeah. training. We've got a lot of horse in training right yeah. now. We have eight horses, um, outside horses in training. We do lease horses, horses for yeah. big events like the Tevis. Yeah for very qualified riders. And mm -hmm. some for FEI events like we did last weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah. And actually we can put the website back up there for you as well um, for Jeremy and Heather. Uh, before we close, we actually only have a minute left. All the segments flew by um, and, uh, and we are actually at the end of this one. I want to thank you both so much for coming in. And um, when all some of this craziness is over, I'd like to come out with the camera and get you guys like on the horses and talking about what you do. And I think that would be awesome. That would be a great, a great video opportunity and get you interviewed with the horses. People would love to see that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But I want to thank you both so much for being here, Paulette. Thank you. Yeah. Um, prayers and thoughts going out to everybody at this time in this pandemic. Um, please keep 
coming back to the Horse Talk Show on Facebook for updates on show cancellations and event cancellations. I'm trying to keep on top of those, especially locally. Um, so please keep tuning in. And um, we're going to carry on, as we say in England. Uh, we're going to carry on as, as normally as we possibly can. Uh, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.